Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You just need to pay attention because we tell you what the situation is and it happens. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today. Courtney, this is one of those days where we have so much to talk about. It's going to be very difficult to pack it into two hours. How are we doing? We're doing all right. I'm trying to make sure that I don't curse on this show because I have so much bent-up anger from watching the Nets absolutely destroy themselves in this series and all the off-the-court issues that ended up panning out to be true. And just seeing how the excuse train that went off the tracks last night, everything we've been talking about with this team, Chris, for so long, which they kept denying and denying and denying and denying, oh, all of a sudden yesterday it's all true? Gosh, you know, I love being gaslit at 9 o'clock in the morning (laughs) Central Time. There's nothing I love more than that. As you can tell, Courtney is loaded for bear, and we will get to the NFL draft. The great Mel Kuyper Jr. will join us at 11.30 Eastern Time. But as you can tell... Here we go! go! Only one place to start. Steve Nash has to go. I like the man personally. He's never coached on any level. Kyrie, we hate to remind you, but you were the biggest barrier that this basketball franchise has had to deal with. Courtney, the end of what was an absolute debacle of a season for the Brooklyn Nets and, frankly, debacle of the last three years, and they get swept by the Boston Celtics last night, and it's quite simple. This has fallen apart in every way possible, and it's unimaginable that that has happened when you looked at how this team was assembled at the beginning of the year. Yet somehow the superstar doesn't seem to be looking back with too many things he'd do differently. No regrets. I mean, it happens, you know. No crying over spilled milk. It's about how we can progress and get better from here. We can't have no regrets on what we did. It just played out the way it played. That's what you want to hear. No regrets. Let's see. James Harden forced his way out after less than a year because he realized that this was not a good situation to try to win a championship. Kyrie Irving did not play the majority of the year. Now he talks about how important gelling is. And Kevin Durant has no regrets after his first three games when, yes, the Celtics were great, but he was absolutely terrible and the Nets are going home as a result. I'm sure he doesn't have any regrets right now of leaving Golden State. Oh, wait, maybe he actually does because he was with a franchise that is the model of stability in the NBA. He won a couple rings there. He said, okay, I'm going to go try to like replicate this model on my own, realizing how difficult it was to do that and is to do that. So I think he probably has some regrets about trying to take on the role that you've seen other superstars in the NBA do of constructing their own teams. And realizing the pieces he chose around him are pieces that he absolutely cannot trust, no matter what he says about wanting to play with Kyrie Irving in the future. The reality is Kevin Durant has to do some serious soul-searching this offseason to figure out what his future holds, if it's in Brooklyn or if it's somewhere else, if he's going to go ring chase now, like call up the Brooklyn, the Boston Celtics and see if they maybe want to take him on because that kind of seems like it's been his M.O. But he chose the wrong people around him. He found out that the grass is not always greener, and that's something that he's been known to do throughout the course of his career in the NBA 
This time it ended up biting him. If you are worried about it, if you're Durant and you're just not saying anything, it's on you now to grab hold of the situation because the worst thing that you can do as opposed to initially making a mistake is letting that mistake continue. And this offseason, the Brooklyn Nets have a major decision to make. And we all understand that everybody's going to assume it's already made with Kyrie Irving. I get it. He's an incredible talent. But should it already be made? Because I don't know how you can be Kevin Durant and continue to trust Kyrie Irving. You can't. You just can't. And it's not just about the vaccination stuff. It's about last year when he took two weeks off without really telling anybody. To me, this is as big of a mess as you can have. And I listen to Kyrie and all it does, frankly, after the game last night is anger. You know, I know so many um, people wanted to see us fail at this juncture, you know, picked us as contenders and, um, you know, have so much to say at this point. So I'm just used, using that as fuel for the summer and coming to the season, starting from October um, and, and just getting a good start as a team. And, you know, hopefully we don't run into any barriers um, and we could just start fresh. Yeah. First of all, contenders? No. You were supposed to win the championship, and that's why you all got together. And I'm not the only one saying this, Courtney. I'm, they were the preseason favorite, and they are the first preseason favorite since 1985 to ever get wiped out in a first round without winning a game. And I don't want to hear about everything that happened. The truth is, you still had two superstars on the court, and you couldn't even find your way to win in a game? I mean, that to me just speaks volumes about where this franchise is and about the reevaluation that has to happen if you're Kevin Durant. Yeah, and I mean, we know Kyrie Irving was a distraction this entire year. He said so just as much last year that he never want last night that he didn't want it to be about himself. And quote, I think it became a distraction at times. The self awareness there is too little, too late. A dollar, you know, a day late, a dollar short when it comes to Kyrie Irving. I think that's the frustrating part here because we have been calling it what it is all season long. And there has been deny, 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 putting it back on the media members who are doing their job, the fans who want to see this team win, who want to believe that a team that Vegas, you know, COVID restrictions be damned, injuries be damned, all of that stuff aside, Vegas still had them as the favorite to win a title. And to see them come way short of that, this is nothing other than an absolute failure on the part of of the Brooklyn Nets, but mostly on the part of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because they constructed this mess, and now the mess falls on them to take accountability for. And the thing that really bothers me here, Chris, is that when we talk about Kyrie Irving in the future, we know that he has that $36.5 million player option that he can exercise next season, or if he wants to test free agency, he can. But because the salary cap is increasing, he's eligible for a five-year extension that's worth around $250 million. Do you really think that a quarter of a billion dollars is is worth it for a player who's played 103 regular season games over the last three seasons, much of which has come at the cost of his own, like, I just don't want to play selfishness is what that is. That's what we have to look at here and look at it closely without any sort of biases around it because his selfishness cost this team a chance to go for a title this year. And, and, and that's, the, what, that's where we're at right and now. And we're talking about motivation. I'm going to take it and use it as motivation. 
and drive myself forward for the Your goalpost moving. Stop. We're going to contend now? Oh like, not we're going to win a championship? Oh, dear God, just stop. And here's the quote that you referenced earlier about, shockingly, he has come to the conclusion that he was a distraction. I felt like I was letting the team down uh, at, a, at a point where I wasn't able to play. You know, we were trying to exercise every option for me to play, but I, I never wanted to just be about me. And I think it, it became a distraction at times. And, um, you know, as you see, we just had some drastic changes. The incredible delusion in that comment in and of itself is remarkable. The lack of self-awareness for someone that is supposed to be so incredibly enlightened. So what's going to happen now? If it's a bad midterm election, are you going to take a month off? How's that going to work? Are you putting in your your vacation request forms right now for next season so we at least know when you're going to decide to check out on it? But don't, don't, don't dare come after anything that we're doing. You're all creating stories, even though you just admitted that you became a distraction. And then there's just even more of this that's, that's so maddening. And this is Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless on how he plans to move forward with the Nets. When I say I'm, I'm here with Kev, I think that it really entails us, um, you know, managing this franchise together alongside Joe and, and Sean and um, just our, our group of family members that we have in, in our locker room and our, in our organization, you know, so... Um, it's not just about me and Kev. I don't want to make it just about that. We, we're cornerstones here, but, you know, we have been, we have a few other guys that are on contract, and I think we just got to make some moves this offseason, really talk about it, and um, really be intentional about what we're building and have some fun with it, make it enjoyable, and, um, you know, hopefully we get to start from day one just as a squad and, and as a family, and, and we just really worry about us. You know, there, there are so many problems with that, that, more than anything, I just I want to hear the Stephen A. Smith reaction to it because it's it's pretty difficult to understand how you can have that perception of how things are working. Sadness. You know, it's really hard to see and witness a grown man with his level of intelligence be so incredibly, incredibly tone deaf. What in God's name would make him think that he is somebody that deserves to be in a room with management? Kevin Durant. And Kyrie Irving was scheduled to play 247 games together. Do you know how many games they played together? 58. And by the way, 58 games. And that man thinks that he would actually be in room with management. Let's plan the future for the Brooklyn. Really? Really? Are you kidding me? I mean, Courtney, how does a guy like Kyrie Irving at this juncture really feel like when he shows up when he wants to and when he doesn't, he just takes the day off that he should be involved in any sort of decision-making about the future. They should be in a room separately deciding whether he should be part of the future. Well, let's also remember who he omitted from that soundbite of what we're going to do this offseason, get in a room together. You know, it's not just me and Kevin. It's, you know, us and Joe Sy, the owner, Sean, Sean Marks, the general manager. You know, in that bite, he he conveniently left out Steve Nash, the coach. 
in all of this. And it just goes to show you that they don't want someone coaching them. They want to go the LeBron route here and be at this level where they have a player's coach who lets them just run vibes on offense. That's what I saw this weekend in Game 3 and Game 4, a team that had no offensive set. They just had vibes out there. Like, just go and do what you want. There's a reason that Steve Nash had to use 35 lineups this season, Chris, and it's maddening. But it also shows you the absolute lack of respect that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have for the guy that they handpicked as their head coach to come be part of this albatross in New, in, New, in New York. And it's just so frustrating because they act like, okay, like it's our decision. And I know that Kevin Durant afterwards had spoken to several different media outlets saying that that's a false narrative, that he and Kyrie run the team. Your guy just said it, so you might want to check and yeah. make sure that you guys have the same story going. Yeah, at, at least get them aligned. At least get them aligned. It's Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We're just getting started on everything with the Nets' loss, with the Celtics' win part of it, and even more ridiculousness from Kyrie Irving, if that is remotely possible. And, of course, we will get to Ben Simmons as well. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. And if something wasn't mentioned you had in mind... Find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because it probably can be. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio Network. Up next, Kyrie taking shots too. But who exactly was he taking shots at? More than one person, we could tell you that. It's next, Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. I woke up and I chose violence. The only way the Nets will ever win a world championship is if Kevin Durant becomes the bus driver. Number one, let me be very, very clear. I like the man personally. Steve Nash has to go. It's not about Steve Nash. It's not about Kevin Durant. The way they got swept is a, a lot has to do with Kyrie, and they probably wouldn't be in this situation on the 4-0 sweep. 
Well, they definitely wouldn't because James Harden might still be here if it weren't for Kyrie Irving. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. More from Kyrie in 30 seconds. So try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G and America's Best Networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and Courtney, that to me is just the thing that gets overlooked here. The reason that James Harden is gone is because he felt like his best opportunity to win a championship was not going to be here because Kyrie Irving was completely unpredictable and because of the entire vaccine situation. And, I mean, I can't believe that I'm saying this because I can't stand how James Harden has continually forced other guys out of town and then forced himself out of situations in the absolute worst way possible. But Kyrie Irving is absolutely justifying what James Harden did. He saw the beginning of the end there, and he saw how this thing would end, and I'm not saying anything that the, about the Philadelphia 76ers because in a day or two, Chris, they may oh, we'll very well them. be in the <laughs> same position as the Nets are in right now out of the first round of the playoffs. But James Harden saw the writing on the wall that you cannot win a championship with a part-time player. Someone who has one foot in, one foot out is you know, being a contrarian just to be a contrarian with so many things in life, in basketball, with the vaccine, with the earth is flat stuff, all of the nonsense that surrounds Kyrie Irving and has throughout his entire career was coming to a head. And this distraction word that we have used, that he even used last night, in saying that, yeah, I think it was maybe a distraction at points. James Harden knew this intimately because he shared a locker room with him, and he saw that this was not the recipe for success, that this was going to cause chaos. It was going to cause a rift. Whether they wanted to admit it publicly or not, behind the scenes, that wasn't good for the for the recipe, the overall recipe to build a championship contender. So when he had a chance to force his way out of there, he got out of there before the building burned down, and it burned down last night, and he's still playing. Flames it is. Being. Yeah, and look, for Kyrie, when you hear him make the comments that he made before about how they're going to shape the franchise, and then you hear him talk about the offseason, it is just so maddening to listen to somebody that has a, such a remarkable level of – a more remarkable lack of – of self-awareness yeah we just we just have fun building having that creative process you know it, it's a co-management relationship you know and um you, you just see that the players have to jail and you can't have these little lulls of of just uncertainty you know and we come in front of you and you're asking us how the team's gelling we're over here you know telling you everything's going well but <laughs> you know it just takes time and um i think uh, i'm just really putting a lot of gratitude for the summertime for us uh, of just being intentional with who's in our locker room and, and how we're going to be leading and um you know really just giving it our all just leaving all no stone unturned you know, we, we don't have to look back. There's no question about where I'm going and how this is going to happen. I'm here with seven, but also uh, I'm here to build a great team. You know, I would, I've, I've scored, you know, some uh, averaged this many points, done this many things, you know, individually uh, been recognized for my greatness. But at this point in my career, like I really just want to be part of a great team. 
and, and just dominate that way and not really focus on any individual accolades or achievements, but just really build something special. At best, basketball is the third most important thing to Kyrie. Justifiably so. Uh, understandably so. His family would be number one. But number two, it's not basketball. Whether it's his work that he believes he's doing socially and the things that he actually does do socially, whatever it is, it's not basketball. So all of a sudden, he's a co-manager of the franchise. A co-manager along with the owner, Joe Sy, along with Sean Marks. I didn't hear Steve Nash's name in nope, there anymore. Nope, nope, Yeah, as you said earlier, and with Kevin Durant. And then we have to be really intentional with who's in our locker room and how we're going to lead. I mean, he's taking shots at a former player there in Harden, and I think even a current player in Ben Simmons about where they're moving forward here. Yeah, and that's that's what it was there, the shots at Harden, the shots at Ben Simmons, and, and Simmons certainly, like, it's amazing. Today he's probably feeling like the, the monkey is off his back for the time being because everyone is going all in on the nets that were actually playing in game four and got swept over Ben Simmons, but we'll certainly have a lot on that soon. You know, when I listen to Kyrie Irving in a lot of the clips that we've played this morning, I'm really trying to figure out like what the neurophysiological correlations of what he's saying are, because there's something here I don't understand. No, I'm not a psychologist. I don't have a degree in in psychology or anything that would qualify me as that, but I'm trying to figure out, does he suffer from illusory superiority where he thinks he has his cognitive bias within his brain Chris that he thinks he he's overestimating his own qualities and abilities in relation to the same qualities and abilities of other people such as building a team here I can do it better than anybody else I don't need a coach I don't even need to mention Steve Nash in there it's me it's Joe Sy it's it's Sean Marks it's Kevin Durant we've got this under control because I'm on the same playing field as they are no you're not like Sometimes he takes the contrarian view, I think, on things just to be difficult because he's a narcissist deep down when it's completely rooted at his core that he's going to do things his way or the highway. That's a problem. That's not a leader. That's not somebody that you can trust within your organization. So when he's talking about, you know, pinning the blame off on other people, you know, we want to make sure that we have the right guys in this locker room to go contend for a championship and even say championship. He's now moving the goalpost on himself talking about contending. There's something there that's not like something that's short circuiting within Kyrie Irving's thinking, because this is not somebody who, you know, has a stable ability of thought because he's not standing behind anything he said at most multiple points throughout the season and even before now. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your take on the problem with the Nets. Is it Kyrie? Is it Durant? Is it Simmons? Is it Nash? What is it? 888-SAY-ESPN. We will get you in on the call-in line in just moments. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny. And, and here's the other thing that Jay will discuss this morning, and you heard a little clip of it there at the beginning of this segment that you have somebody in Kevin Durant who is a bus driver in this situation, but he really hasn't been. He said there are two kinds of players in the league, bus riders and bus drivers. And Kevin Durant is a bus rider with the way his personality has always been. And Kyrie is frankly a driver. And when you hear him talk like that last night, 
and you hear Durant talk after the game like, no, nah, we're, you know, listen, it just, season just ended. I can't talk about any of that. Kyrie's already delving into the offseason. KD has got to grab the bull by the horns and change this dynamic. He is going to have to change who he is if he thinks winning with Kyrie is something that he can do. That's a question in and of itself right now because of not being able to trust him. But Durant fundamentally has to change who he is in this entire dynamic. I thought it was a brilliant point Jay Will made this morning. I just, I, I, I can't look at him and think somehow that the way things currently are, he's going to be able to keep this all moving in the right direction with the dynamic as it is. I can't see it. No, I don't either. And I think that Durant has to look at his own situation going into this offseason because like we talked about, and I think Kyrie had said, like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm riding with seven. And and we know that he has the $36.5 million player option. I don't think he's going to test free agency. But Kevin Durant uh, has been known to to bounce around places and to maybe, you know, want to go somewhere else. Like, does he see this thing getting better? And how does it get better when you have somebody like Kyrie Irving who's not going to change his personality? It's not going to, he's not going to change who he is. You have to win in spite of – I mean, and, and here's the thing. He, he, he's worth $50 million a year. Mm-hmm. But I would, not, I would never pay him $50 million a year. I would never give him more than a one-year contract because I don't trust him. I don't think Kevin Durant trusts him either, no matter what he's saying publicly and that this is not going to affect their friendship. The whole thing. He brought this guy – he brought them together. And now he has to, like, reap what he sowed because these are the consequences of your actions when you bring somebody who's, like, legitimately unstable in what your version you're going to get from him from one day to the next. When you get Kyrie Irving, the game-changing, scheme-transcendent, what other, whatever other adjective you want to throw out there, basketball player, you can do wonders with that. But when you get the Kyrie Irving who's a part-time player, who's not one foot in, one foot out, not – all locked in on basketball the way that Kevin Durant is, it's not going to be a, ma- a marriage that's set up for success. It's just not. And I think Kevin has to evaluate that. If he, Sean, you know, Sean Marks and, and um, you know, in, in the ownership group too, I mean, apparently they're leaving everybody else out of this, not named Steve Nash, but, you know, with Joe Sy, Sean Marks, if Kevin Durant truly is part of those conversations again this offseason – He's got to get himself some more support because he didn't have it this year in the form of Kyrie Irving. He had it for half a season before James Harden pieced out of there, and he never had it in Ben Simmons. He had to do it all on his own. In 30 seconds, we will get your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on who you blame in this complete mess of the Brooklyn Nets. Mark Cuban, love him or hate him. He's a game changer. Take the Mavs, only two losing seasons, or him turning ten grand into $5 billion. He sees ahead of the curve, literally a baller. So when he makes a move, you watch. He's found a new market with a global value of $1.7 trillion. Here's the cool thing. We can all get a piece of the action. Up until now, it's been locked off only for billionaires, but now 
All we need is a smartphone. It's not betting. This way is more impactful. Check it out. It's called Masterworks. They've already got over 360,000 members on their platform ahead of the curve, just like Mark Cuban. Our listeners get priority access so they can skip their wait list. Just go to masterworks.io, enter promo code GREENY, see important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.io. O slash CD. That's masterworks.io, promo code Greeny, masterworks.io, promo code G R E E N Y. There's no guarantee of profits, and investing includes risk of loss. I like the man personally. He's never coached on any level. They're going to fire Steve Nash, the Nets are, because there's nothing else to do. You can't do anything with KD, you can't do anything with Kyrie, you can't do anything with Ben Simmons, and those three are their actual problems. So exactly where does all of this fall with Steve Nash, with Kyrie, with KD? We get to it all right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny. Let's talk to Corey in New Jersey up first. Corey, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up? Hey, good morning, Chris and Courtney. I appreciate you taking the call. Now, I just wanted to address, uh, you know, what Courtney said about Kyrie. I think it's kind of a... a like not it's, not, it's not really a founded opinion. You know what I mean? I don't know how many in-depth conversations you have with Kyrie, but you can tell the way these star athletes were brought up. Like, they, they raised to be douchebags. And then you give them a gang of money. So the expectation of him, you know, for, for him to be a rational person, nah. Like, they were sheltered. They wasn't really socialized well. But but isn't there at some point like there's it's not a bias when you're saying all of that. Is it just I expect people to evolve, Corey, with all due respect, like I'm 31 years old. I'm a lot different than I was when I was 21 years old, where I might have been a douche, you know, to use your phrasing there. I might have been that in my early 20s and maybe at the age of Kyrie Irving. It's called evolving. I expect people, whether you're entitled or not, to eventually realize the concerns of other people, realize how your actions affect other people in the greater good of your entire franchise and change those actions. You don't just get a pass because, oh, I was raised this way. I was sheltered. I went to Duke. All these other things. You don't get a pass because you allegedly think you're smarter than everybody else to go around acting like a fool and acting like you are the only thing that matters and your actions don't affect anybody else. Like I agree with you. A lot of athletes are brought up in sheltered environments where – their every single need is catered to. That's fine. Come meet me in the real world when it's not like that because that's the the reaction that he's getting right now on Sports Talk Radio and everywhere else where he's getting criticized for how this season went is 1,000% deserved, regardless of whether he inta- acted like an entitled prima donna or not. When do you take responsibility for yourself? When does that happen? Like. Maybe I mean, and maybe to Corey's point, he wasn't raised to do that. I don't know. I don't know his family dynamic. I wasn't there, and I'm not going to, like, put off any sort of, like, pretense that I know that. But I know what it's like. I've covered teams long enough. I've covered the NBA long enough to know that not every player acts like that. And usually the more successful ones are the ones who are selfless. Let's hit Alonzo in Virginia up next on ESPN Radio. Alonzo, what's up, bud? Hey, Chris. Hey, Courtney. Uh Courtney, you're absolutely right on Kyrie, and that's a whole lot of stuff to unpack. I'm not even going there. I think the this series is just like it's an indictment on the on the trend now in the NBA of super teams. The Celtics started it back in the day. Then the Heat put their team together, and then everyone else thought they can replicate that. And it's not that simple. 
Uh, I don't blame Nash because he's kind of in over his head since day one. It is amazing. It, it, it is amazing when we think back to when they first got it together, like, oh, God, you got to be kidding me. They're going to win their next five championships. Courtney, we do take it way too for granted when you're able to put these teams together, especially when Harden got added to the mix. But the unpredictability of Kyrie Irving has completely imploded the situation with the Nets. And I have to think about other super teams that were constructed, like Alonzo had mentioned with the Celtics and then Miami with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, the super team in, in Oakland too. And I mean, there's a point there that that thing started to implode when Kevin Durant and Draymond Green are sniping at each other on the sidelines and you have DeMarcus Cousins as the voice of reason. Think about that for a second. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes these things work for a very short period of time, but it has to be this well-oiled machine where everyone has the same goal. Everyone is willing to make the same sacrifice to move in the right direction because when you have people going off and doing their own things on specific tangents, that's not going to work. And super teams are so hard. Like, we can believe it in theory because it's just like – it's like a draft, right? Where you can if, – if I'm given a chance to take the best five players in the NBA and put them all together, of course I'm going to do that. But that's not factoring in ego. That's not factoring in other things that could potentially railroad your success, and I feel like that's what happened here. There is so much more to delve into with this, including the flip side of this and the team that actually won the series. Have the Celtics completely shifted the dynamic – in the East, in chasing a title. I'll tell you why that has happened. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. The ball ends up in the hands of Kyrie Irving. The clock hits triple zeros. And midseason, the Celtics were the last team people thought could contend for a championship tonight. The Celtics are the first team to reach round two. And they may, they may just be a favorite to win the whole thing. It is Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. That was the final call last night on 98.5, the Sports Hub up in Boston. We do need to give them some credit, Courtney, because that was a fantastic performance from front to back from the Boston Celtics in that series. And I think the thing that really 
resonated with me more than anything else was that every time, every time the Nets were coming through with some sort of a run or making some sort of a big play, the Celtics were sitting there waiting with a haymaker and they threw one right back and 90% of the time it landed. Yeah, and I feel like at this point, really dating back to January, and you heard Jason Tatum talk about this post game, was there a moment that something clicked and switched with this team. And he talked about January being that turning point. And what did they find out about themselves in that turning point? How to win close games. Because they had a stretch. I found this stat that was kind of remarkable. They had a 27-game stretch when they were all over the place. They went 0-3 in games decided by 5 points or fewer, 22-2 and in all other games. I'm not really sure how they necessarily figured out how to win these close games, and it really wasn't until the playoffs when they acted like they had been doing this all season long when the reality is that they haven't. And the key to that has been the late-game decisions and the late-game play from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown because the two of them – I would put them up against anybody that's currently playing in the playoffs right now. They know their late game role. They know what they need to do. Situational basketball IQ is at an all-time high. And I feel like that's why this team can be confident that not only did it just sweep the Brooklyn Nets, a preseason championship favorite, but that they can you know, roll with the likes of Milwaukee, who they could potentially be facing next round. Look, I thought that every part of Jason Tatum – in this series was amazing. And the fact that he has taken that next step, so much has been made of, is Jason Tatum on that next level of superstar, and he proved this series that he, if he isn't there already, which I think he's a top five player in the league right now, he is well on his way there and is really knocking on the door. And how about this? Uh, A note from Hembo that really illustrates the point about Tatum's defense. Kevin Durant, in the times that he was guarded just straight up by Jason Tatum, it was 29 times straight up against Tatum. In those 29 possessions, he had 15 points. He was 4 of 17 shooting, 1 of 6 from 3, and 9 turnovers. Wow. Can you imagine what that does to his confidence? This is a player that he has talked about idolizing before. He's 24 years old. And at this point of his career, the performance he just pulled off when he was the primary defender on Kevin Durant and holding him well below his usual production and efficiency, that's got to give him like the biggest confidence boost that, hey, not only have I arrived in this series 100% solidified that for people who don't watch the Boston Celtics all that often – but he can do this on a consistent basis against the best of the best. That's got to be the greatest feeling ever for Jason Tatum at this point of his career to know I'm not that 19-year-old kid who entered the NBA five years ago. I'm an adult at this point, and I can contend with the best players in the league. 888-SAY-ESPN. Gene in Fort Lee, New Jersey is up next on ESPN Radio. Gene, what do you think the problem is with the Nets? I think the problem is that they don't have no real true leader. And I think that Kevin Durant doesn't fit that role. I don't think he ever has. In OKC, I don't think he was a leader. I think he had Jeff Green. I know he um he came up in his career with Jeff Green, who was an experience. He had Nick Collison. When he went to the Warriors, Draymond Green was a real true leader on that. And on the Nets, I think people expected for him to take that role. But it looks like Kyrie just bullied him for it. 
And Steve Nash is not – he's I mean, he's making he, – he's not making the right coaching decisions. I just well, don't I don't think, think he's making any coaching decisions, league. frankly, Gene. It, it didn't look like he was. And, Courtney, I mean, in 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 looking at Nash, there's, there's no way to think if they don't replace him that it's it's going to somehow change. If they don't replace him, they don't want to be coached. And I feel like that's what we're looking at here. I don't know if they are going to replace him because who else are you going to bring in that's not going to be an upgrade from the X's and O's factor and the telling guys what to do factor because it doesn't feel like they want that. Look, Steve Nash is a guy that was a superstar player, but boy, he did nothing to distinguish himself here in this series. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.